Hello and welcome to another episode of FortiGuard Live. I'm Derek Mankey and joining me once again is my good friend Omar Lakhani. Omar, I'd ask you how you're doing, but you always say that you're doing just excellent. So I'm assuming you're doing well. Well, today I'm doing very, very oh, excellent. There you go. Better than normal. Always have to one-up it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. it's great, great to talk with you again. Um, what I wanted to go through today is... Um, some deja vu. I'm not talking about the glitch in the matrix here, but um, maybe I am. But, you know, if, if, if we look a year ago, um, over a year ago, in about Q1, Q2 last year, we had the infamous, um, uh, you know, exploit and attack chain that went out for a proxy logon. There was a set of vulnerabilities. We saw ransomware distributed. It was, it was a big deal, right, about a year and a half ago. And, um, of course, we saw continued activity from that. There was a lot of copycat campaigns, and it was a you know pretty hot hot issue at the time. Uh, but a quarter later, um, just after Black Hat, in fact, um, in 2021, we saw another exchange-focused vulnerability with Proxy Shell come out, um, and and that one uh, was actually quite interesting because it had uh, an exploit chain required an attack chain. Right, there's actually three different vulnerabilities that it had to be hit with it. Fast forward to today. The reason I'm giving some of this history is we're actually seeing this again, right? We just issued an outbreak alert um, recently, a threat signal, a blog on this with yet another proxy shell vulnerability. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really surprised. I remember when the first vulnerability came out and me and you were discussing, hey, yeah. uh, you know, attackers are going to take advantage of this. But as they take advantage of this, they're probably going to discover other avenues to uh, other vulnerabilities. And as they discover other vul vulnerabilities, they're going to weaponize them and exploit yeah. those vulnerabilities. And we're starting to see that over and over again. In fact, what you saw with the proxy chain, as you mentioned, proxy chain, let's not forget what that is, is that's taking multiple vulnerabilities. It's basically kind of um, stacking them on top of each other, you know, for lack of a better word, and then using one vulnerability to basically uh, gain insight to another vulnerability, to gain insight to another vulnerability, where you have an attack that's much more uh, devastating, I would say, than a single attack and a single vulnerability. Yeah, it's a great point. And actually, it's why if you look at the proxy logon, uh, which was much more severe at the time, um, this we actually uh, categorize as a tier one outbreak because it was a wide attack surface, high, highly vulnerable. With the proxy shell, as you said, it was um, three components basically that happened that, that had to happen at once. Uh, you know, we're talking um, authentication, privilege escalation, and then obviously the remote code execution. So um, while it is, while it was a severe vulnerability, um, it does limit the attack surface because of that, right? Right. I mean, it definitely limits the attack surface, but in some ways it's a little dangerous because people that are taking advantage of that attack surface, you know, already have a little bit of skill. They have a little bit of sophistication. They, they pretty much know what they're doing at that point. So yes, it yeah. limits the attack surface, but the attacks would be more severe in some ways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So so let's talk about this recent one. So two CVEs, 2022, uh, 41040 and 41082. Microsoft released a blog on it. This is what I mean about the deja vu, because when we look at uh, the vulnerability itself for proxy shell, um, similar technique for the 41040 CVE, right? I mean, it was uh, essentially using PowerShell, um, but again, uh, required... Um, uh, the, the, the other uh, CVE to, to actually make it a, su a success as well too, right? So same thing, attack chain. Yeah, exactly. So once again, it's very similar techniques. Um, it's not the same vulnerability. It is a different 
you know, yeah. uh, is a different attack, uh, different vulnerability that's being ex uh, exploited. But it, but it is very, very similar. The techniques are very similar. Probably discovery of this vulnerability was probably also very similar as well. Uh, and uh, so, but, and as you said, it's not just one attack to make it successful. You're going to stack up attacks. You're going to basically stack up an authenticated, um, you know, server-side forgery attack. You're going to bring up PowerShell, and then you're probably going to, you know, incorporate some sort of malware or some sort of backdoor or whatever the attacker may choose to do. Yeah, and in, in um, so FortiGuard Labs, we, we released a blog on this. And one thing that we actually point out in the blog is that a key difference from this to the proxy shell we saw um, a year ago is that authentication is required in this instance. Um, however, and while that does limit the attack service, like we're saying, authentication, meaning credentials, um, you, you see a lot of that often sold and easily accessible on, on dark web as well. So it's not, it's not, um, it's not as difficult as, as one may think, right? Right. No, absolutely. I mean, that's why we kind of preach to customers to, you know, do some sort of brand protection or, uh, you know, brand yeah. monitoring with things like, uh, you know, 40 Recon, where they're actually monitoring the dark web for their own leak credentials, because we're seeing a lot of that, not only with this attack, but uh, with a lot of attacks in the last six months where, you know, credentials, old credentials, you know, get used in attacks, um, you know, old credentials, even with, uh, you know, multi-factor fatigue or multi-factor attacks, you know, are being used by multiple threat actors to attack an organization. And let's not forget, like Microsoft Exchange, it, usually if you're attacking Microsoft Exchange, it means that an attacker is on your domain. They could potentially have access to the entire domain, uh, all the users out there, possibly passwords or, uh, you know, pa you know, at least uh, tokens uh, for authentication. So it's, uh, you know, it's potentially pretty devastating to an organization. Yeah, that's a great point, Amar. It's like the the living off the land attacks that we talk about. And another good point that you you, you mentioned is again, given the similarities uh, between the discovery of this right and the actual um, vulnerability and the, and the exploit, um, it's uh, it, it's a good example of weaponization. And, and we see this with malware, right? Recycled DLLs and libraries and code. But in this case, they're actually leveraging something that's been weaponized before, essentially, right? So. Um, good news, bad news, right? The bad news is the attackers already have this in their toolkit, um, and so they can ramp up activity. It's not like a, a big development phase, right, when it comes to this, especially when, it, you know, like these copycat attacks, different payloads that, that we talk about or that, that we see out there. Um, so that's the bad news. But the good news here is that we actually had proactive protection a year, over a year. We, we released a signature at the end of July in 2021 that, that handled the discovery of this with the, the PowerShell in, ex in exchange for the initial proxy shell. And um, that signature actually applied to this new CVE that came out as well. So that was quite interesting. Yeah, so that that was actually kind of pretty cool because you know we uh, you know first of all uh, you know just to back up a little bit, uh, you said attackers don't need to ramp up, and I think that's why we are seeing this attack or people are reporting this attack in the wild. Um, you know, people are reporting that there's some proof of concepts out there. So um, you know, some honeypots that uh, that we had non-protected, uh, at least uh, personal honeypots. You know, we saw some sort of compromise. Still need to kind of take a look at those a little deeply to see exactly what happened there. Uh, but uh, you, you know, you know, this attack you know didn't take a long time for attackers to ramp up but at the same time you know our signature was protecting at least against certain variants of this attack or certain uh you, you know cer certain types of deployments against this attack as well which is a pretty cool thing because we had that signature over a year ago as you said um you know for the last exchange uh, attacks out there so uh, you know customers could possibly be protected against uh, certain types of variants of this attack 
Yeah, and it actually reflects in, in some aspects on the supply chain of, of uh, the adversary, right? And you can see how they're actually recycling and reusing some of these uh, um, tools, which is quite interesting. I want to um, talk about our, our outbreak alert as well, too. So we've posted this um, uh, outbreak alert. Again, we have our threat signal, our blog, our outbreak alert. And I want to talk about what we're seeing. Um, if you actually go through the outbreak alert, um, so the good news is through the kill chain, we actually have wide coverage of this, right? So everything from um, I, I, the existing IPS signature, which was proactive for a year, but also the botnet C2 IOCs, the, uh, the, the network IOCs, essentially like the, the URIs uh, um, associated with this as well too. So, um, you know, it's a wide list throughout the fabric where, where we actually have protection now, both you know, proactive and reactively. And on the outbreak alert itself, you can actually uh, see on that signature that we're talking about uh, the activity. And not surprisingly, given that the signature was deployed for a year now, even though this blog from Microsoft just came out at, at the end of September, um, we actually saw a big wave of activity even previous to this. In fact, we at FortiGuard Labs, we looked at our data um, dating back to um, January 1st of this year, and it's been a continued wave of attack activity uh, on this on this uh, on the old exploit and vulnerability but also the new one so i think that my point is that don't expect this to go away anytime soon because we've seen almost a year of activity still on the old signature top three targeted sectors that we're seeing are uh, technology government and uh, healthcare as well too yeah I, th I think what this is really saying at the end of the day is that Exchange, Microsoft Exchange, is a um, you know is a target that threat actors want to go after. They see the value in that target for the reasons we talked about. You know, connected to the domain. You know, once you're on on an on-premise Exchange server, you probably have a lot of uh, access anywhere. If once you uh, you know once you uh, exploit that box or compromise that box, so absolutely, I don't think we're going to see this go away. And I also think that uh, you, you know if you haven't thought about you know how to protect your on-premise uh, Exchange server or on-premise uh, DMZs, uh, you need to start thinking about that again, you know, maybe start reevaluating how your uh, segmentation, internal segmentation is set up as well. Yeah, great point. And I know you've been um, monitoring this as well. You've already seen some, some payload associated with this too. It's inevitable, right? But you've already seen some indication of this too. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're we're seeing, and uh, you know, you know, once again, I think in the next couple of days we're gonna get a much clearer picture. But it looks like there is some ransomware that could be possibly associated to this vulnerability, and this ransomware is, uh, you know, potentially giving access to, uh, you know, systems and uh, and make and allowing or allowing threat actors to compromise organizations and getting a foothold in those organizations. Uh, a little more to come on that. I'm sure we'll uh, have a blog once we follow up and kind of put all our ducks in a row and uh, verify a couple of things. But I I'm not yeah. surprised if, if we're, even if we're not seeing it today, we will be seeing it, uh, you know, quite quite a bit because it's just, you know, it's just a natural place for us threat actors to go to. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the point. Absolutely. It's um, old tricks in, in new forms, right? Which, uh, again, is the refactoring of, of the weaponization supply chain that, that we see. All great points, Amar. Um, great uh, talking to you. I know you'll you'll continue to monitor this at FortiGuard Labs. We'll continue to monitor this. Any updates, yeah, you can go and check our outbreak alert and our, our threat signal, our blog at blog.fortinet.com under the threat research category. Have all the latest and greatest updates there, but rest assured we are on it. Thanks again, Amar. Really appreciate talking to you and uh, have a good day. This is Derek Menke signing off from FortiGuard Live.